Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. Oh, so the first time we met, um, we met through a photo, so it wasn't even in the same room. Her cousin, we shared, we met in high school. So we were kids, I was 16, you were 15 years mm -hmm. old. And so um, we went to different high schools. Me and her cousin shared the same high school. We were in class together. And she was looking through her binder. I had just met her cousin. and saw a photo of this girl and I was like, who is that? She is bad. <laughs> My face was so shiny in this photo, too. I told my cousin specifically not to show anybody. And I peeped it. So this is like, yeah, this is back in 2004. And so I saw the photo, kind of fell in love with the girl behind the photo, hung around with her cousin a little bit to see if I could <laughs> eventually meet her. And I did. We met each other once at like a carnival. It was a quick hide by. Her cousin told me she was at the carnival. I came up like a little creeper. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, hey, pay me no mind and kept walking. Mm -hmm. We, I think we were both in a relationship at the time when we met. Mm -hmm. Even though we're, it's that young love, so it didn't mean anything. I was in a relationship. <laughs> I was kind of in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Chips. <laughs> it, well, it all went down whenever um, we were in driving school. That's how it officially happened. Mm -hmm. I saw him when I walked in, and I'm like, hey, that's that guy my cousin introduced me to. Mm. And um, when it was time for a break, I'm like, hey, Steven, do you remember me? And he didn't remember me at all. I didn't. Now, I came in the classroom late. It was driving school. It was like I said, it's not in, within the school, somewhere different. That's how they do it in Cleveland, Ohio. Like, it's not within your high school. Came in, sat back in the class. The dudes was like, oh, I can see this big afro in the front. She had her fro out, and all the dudes was like, yo, is the chick up front? I went to high school with them. And they were like, she's bad. She does that and that. And then one dude's like, she looked like Alicia Keys. And I was like, Alicia Keys? Nothing like I Alicia like, Keys. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, Alicia Keys. So I kept my honor the whole time in class, but she was in the front. And so finally, we broke for the break. And I'm talking to the guys, and we're outside. And um, as I'm talking, my back is turning. These guys can see her come out the building. And they're like, yo, that's crazy, crazy. And I turned around slow to try not to see who it was. was. And when I saw her, I didn't recognize her. She walked by, she was like, hey, Steven. And, just walked <laughs> and I was like, yo, the dude was like, you know her? And I was like, I guess, but it wasn't clicking still. It wasn't clicking who you were. Mm -hmm. so she, we went back in the classroom and she was like, I'm Jessica's cousin. I saw her, you didn't remember who I was. And then the rest of the class, I was kind of plotting to get her. It's been a wrap ever since. It's been a wrap ever since. That was what, like 2004? <laughs> that was in 04. Yeah. When flip phones was hot. Flip phones are hot. Yeah, yeah, when flip phones was hot. I had a phone to try to get her number. When I flipped it open, it just kept flipping and broke. It broke. Like at that moment, that was so embarrassing. She's like, don't worry, give me your number. I said, I'm getting so mad. Right <laughs> <laughs> and I gave her my number. And yeah, and it worked out ever since. Talked yeah. on the phone for a while and finally linked together on our first date. Mm -hmm. So we talked on the phone about a month because she couldn't go out. She was grounded for something bad she did. I was grounded. <laughs> it, was, it was the summer I was 15. I decided I wanted to sneak out the house for the first time because I never tried it. So mm. I did and I got caught that day. So that's, yeah. I was grounded the whole summer. I wasn't even allowed to talk on the phone, but for some reason my mom let me talk to this kid. 
Mm-hmm. So my so first. Good <laughs> She's a bad girl. I'm gonna kid. My first free weekend, he asked me to the movies mm-hmm. to go see um, the Grudge. Was it the Grudge or the Ring? It was the the Grudge. The Grudge. I don't know if we can say that on TV because. Uh, well, it was a scary movie. Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at that date, that's when I kind of knew. Like first, you, you're in a relationship, you're young. So it's like you didn't, like I saw her and I was attracted to her physically, right? But then it's like a certain pose you don't break like on the first date. Oh, cookies are here. That was like, I don't move because my mic. Because my mic, I gotta. Thank you. Appreciate it. You saved the set. Thank you. Watch when they interview Beyonce and they're gonna get cars. What kind of car you want, girl? Mercedes? <laughs> Alright, so we saw a scary movie. Yeah, so when we met, we went on our first date and we talked for a month beforehand, but the the when you go on your first date, you got these codes and restrictions, like the things you won't pass or not do. And so that kind of was out the window on the first date, in which that opened up a different relationship to where it's like, wow, she really I've been on dates before, but it wasn't like a connection like this. For example, we're watching a movie and it's scary. She'll scream and blah, 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 hold on to my jacket. And it's like slob on my jacket. And I'm like, this ain't smooth. But I didn't mind it. Usually a dude would be like, this is disgusting. Get your popcorn here. And I was like, this is kind of cool. It was random. It was kind of cool. And then we went out to go eat. And you know, at 15, 16, we were broke. I just got my license. I just bought my car. And we went to like Applebee's mm-hmm. and we sat down and like as a 16 year old Applebee's is like gourmet, like it's the menu is different. <laughs> Thinking like something else. <laughs> and we sit down and this is the moment where I knew she was what? We pulled out the, the menus and she was like, if this is too pricey for you, you can just go to McDonald's or the street. <laughs> I didn't say this is too pricey. That's what said in my head. It was like, like this is well, we just go to McDonald's. I was like, yeah, let's just go to McDonald's. <laughs> So smooth. And then we went to McDonald's, man, and we shared like this chicken tenders meal. And it was when the, the chicken selects just came out of McDonald's. So I was excited to try it. And uh, as we was eating, we was enjoying ourselves and paying more than 10 bucks. I was like, she's the one. <laughs> <laughs> she knew. She knew. And we um, had our first kiss that night, too. And we had our first kiss that night. That solidified the whole thing with our first kiss, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. For me, at least. Because we were in juniors of high school. I guess. Um, I went to John Marshall High Public School. She went to an all-girls private school until that school closed down her junior year of high school. And so she had to go to a public school and she went to my school. And then it kind of worked out because now we were sharing yeah. classes in the old nine. It was perfect. <laughs> At least for me, her mom was tripping. Her mom was like, no. no she was happy. Um, back then, Stephen was doing post-secondary enrollment. So he mm. only had like one course in high school and then he'd do the rest in college. Um, a community college on the street. Mm-hmm. And so he put me onto that. So my last year, he looked great to my mom. She's like, oh, yeah. Stephen has you in community college courses? Yeah, but that took her a minute. Yeah. It, honestly, <laughs> she didn't fully accept him, I think, until the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Which was like 12 years later. She, well, later. She, she did in her own way. Yeah, I remember our first Christmas together when we were, how old was Like 16? Yeah, we were 16. I wanted to buy him these Jordans that just came out that I knew he really liked because I had my own job, mm-hmm. my own money. My mom was against it. She's like, if you spend $200 on a man and some shoes, he's going to walk right out of your life. Mm-hmm. And so we still laugh at that moment. <laughs> yeah, she's like, like buy some shoes, he's going to walk out. That's crazy. That's a crazy phrase. That is crazy. But it was the opposite. They were a pair of J's, so I got it. Like, <laughs> why would I leave? <laughs> Jordan, there were some shacks. I would have been like, I don't know about this, man. She ain't really. <laughs>
Well, after high school graduation, we both went to separate colleges. Pretty much, we went to the first schools that gave us a full ride. So mine was, well, that's how it went down mm. for our parents' sake. Uh -huh. But we tried our best to go to the same one. It just wasn't working out just because our interests were different. I don't know if you were interested in film back then, but. Yeah, I was interested in film, but I didn't get into a, I didn't go to a film school. Yeah, this was like a liberal arts school, predominantly white. I'm from the hood of Cleveland, Ohio. So my mom's like, this is like the Harvard of Cleveland. <laughs> and it was, and I had a full ride, you know, due to grades and sports. And so, um, yeah, I took it. I was like, mm -hmm. I gotta go to that school because um, I could afford it. And then she went to Kent State to study fashion because they had an extensive dope fashion program there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that kind of broke us off different ways. And we try to obviously maintain a relationship during that time. So for undergrad, I was about 45 minutes away mm -hmm. from Stevens School. Um, we weren't far from our families, but um, it was definitely a challenge. I had a car on campus. He didn't. So he wasn't as flexible as I was. But looking back on it now, I think that's honestly why we stay so successful because <laughs> we found out what it was to miss each other and just to be in a new new place and not having that support that you're used to. But then I was just, I was going through it. I want you to come visit me and mm -hmm. I want to go visit him when I should have been studying, but it worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was it long distance for you? No, it was the same thing. It was one of those situations where, you know, you she's never up under me. I'm never up under her. And so we had that that distance away from each other. That's one of those things like you don't miss someone to your they're gone kind of thing. So mm -hmm. we had that consistency of kind of like, oh man, I miss it today, blah blah blah. And you know, tied with school and whatever else may be work. So yeah, it was that constant like back and forth. And so when we saw each other, we tried to make the best of it, you know what I mean? Uh, I think what's hard about doing long distance relationships and also being in a relationship for so long is the, the growing aspect and allowing each other to grow. Mm -hmm. So like if you don't see somebody for two, three months, you want they're the same, you know, not just physically, but mentally, you know, they've seen some things or when she would study abroad or for fashion or whatever it may be, it's like trying to like grow together is the challenge. I always felt like we were meant to be together, but there were definitely challenges just just from location and you know petty jealousy because it's all about change like you said mm -hmm. so we're both experiencing things on different levels and when we link up months later it's like well you didn't tell me you were trying that or well, what is this about so it took a while for us to kind of get into the groove of even though he's growing and learning new things that's his journey. It has nothing to do with, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's where the doubt comes in is that those different layers of that growth. So, you know, next time we link together or chill or have a conversation, it's like trying to be open-minded enough to appreciate her True. growth, not to be on some cliche stuff, because uh, not saying we were perfect at doing that. No. We definitely came together like, what is that? That's whack, blah, blah, blah. And she doing the same thing. Like, who's this? Who's your new friend? Yes. Who that girl? Sister? What sister? <laughs> Never heard of sister. When I visited him at my <laughs> campus and he had the Twilight DVD in his room. <laughs> Not, he would never watch a movie like that. So I'm like, babe, who put you on a Twilight? Yeah. Why Why is this in your tour? <laughs> I was a resident assistant, man. I had a like, show. Uh, like, um, is that what happened? <laughs> That's kind of what happened. But it was from a girl down the hall, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but stuff like that, exactly. So we weren't perfect at it. But it's that open communication. Um, we technically didn't have nothing really to hide. So it was just like, all right, just understanding and, you know, there was times we jumped to conclusions, obviously, but that's what made it last this long, I think. That openness, that her ability to slob on my jacket and be like, oh, you just slobbed on my jacket. 
that carried on from that moment. Like there was no like, oh, I gotta be cool. That was me slobbing on your jacket, or that's something else. <laughs> it's like no, like that. After that, everything after that was just like you know open, and we mm-hmm. talked about things. So, so we went to college. We had that small separation so far as like distance goes. Um, we stayed together throughout. We had our few bumps, and then it was time to go to grad school. She was finishing up her her year at Kent State, which the fashion program is longer, in which I was ready to move. So yeah, I thought I was going to New York. She went me to go visit, she visited with me to New York to check out, was it NYU? Mm-hmm. And then I visited LA and I was like, well, I got accepted to USC, like I'm about to head out there. And what happened was uh, her mom was moving at the same time. She was moving to Las Vegas, which is closer to California. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, they had moved. I was on my way there. We took a road trip from Cleveland, Ohio to Las Vegas together. So she drove me out all my stuff packed in the trunk and I dropped her off in Vegas and I went to LA from there. Mm -hmm. And um, it helped because now when she would visit or come out of school, she was going to Vegas which is only four hours away from here. So I can make that trip easy to drive. So it was just about sacrifice and knowing, you know, when we can hang around each other to appreciate those moments. But we made that last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, well, I wasn't in grad school. So whenever I graduated, I moved mm-hmm. straight to Vegas. So mm-hmm. his first semester at um, USC, I wasn't, I wasn't far away at all. I just, I started working and I'd come out and visit him to hang out. And probably after a year of that, then I finally did the transition to LA permanently. Mm-hmm. So I moved in with him and a couple of his USC roommates, and that was interesting. Yeah, the <laughs> biggest thing, that's when, like, yeah, God comes to play with that one, with your mom, like, moving out at the same time, because it wasn't yeah. no, you know, I can only imagine how your mom would feel if she was moving to L.A. and she was still in Cleveland, Ohio. Because when her mom moved here, I moved to L.A., and then my mom moved a year later, mm-hmm. so all our family's on the West Coast, so it was no, like... Why are you living over there with, you know, Sierra's parents or blah, blah, blah. They were like all together. So yeah. it kind of worked out. Well, when we moved in together, when Steven was in grad school, my mom was definitely against it. One, I didn't have a job when I came out here. I didn't have a plan because I'm more spontaneous in a way mm. or just not not a planner. So I just, I'm like, mom, it'll be okay. I'm going to go out there and get a job. Steven is okay for now. I don't have to pay rent for a couple months. But besides the whole job portion, she just, she always talked about blocking your blessings by, mm-hmm. you know, moving in and shacking up without being married. So that was something that was on her oh, mind. Cool. <laughs> and my stepdad used to say that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they definitely just told me how they felt about it, but they weren't going to go against what we felt. Mm-hmm. They let us learn. Yeah. Every step of the way. Same with my mom. The whole, like, you know, let them stumble and fall and learn themselves. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like our, our family's motto. In a way. Definitely. And that's having to grow up and slightly being independent on our own. But yeah, we were together, and so when you're in film school, like you're trying to make it work, so you got like tons of people with you sharing a place. And so when she moved, it wasn't just me and her; it was me, her, and three other people, like two other girls, another guy. Like we had a whole film house of students <laughs> trying to make it. Yeah. So it didn't even feel like we were like, oh, we're just shacking up. It felt like we were just trying to make do. Yeah. Um, to where we finally moved out and had our own spot, and that was a different case. But thinking about it now, I wish I wouldn't have moved out as soon. Mm-hmm. Only because my first year in LA, I was so dependent on him because I didn't know anyone here. It was such a transition. I didn't like it at first. And I felt the more I didn't like LA, the closer I would cling on to him. And we had never lived a relationship where I was so clingy. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I don't like how I'm feeling. So it, it really took me just time to find a job and meet my own friends out here and 
learn how to get around without my GPS. <laughs> and then I was able to, you know, become Sierra again, and we were able to to have that relationship again. Yeah, and that's a challenge too. Okay. No, that's very true. Like that's a challenge as well as trying to allow someone to be themselves and be like, as I was saying before, during the whole growing process, because she changed from entering college the first time from us graduating, from us moving together, from us moving out to LA, like all those were different stages. So you're constantly being tested, man. And she's sure. constantly growing, I'm growing. So it's just like kind of being there for each other as we enter these new stages in life and figuring out why this person is doing that or why they're shifting towards this direction and allowing that to happen. It's kind of cool, but I feel like that was probably what we worked at the best. I didn't understand what she was feeling when she came in. No, to be totally honest, it was just like, what's wrong? In LA, it's always sunny, like, da da da. I'm doing what I love, which was filmmaking, you know, mm -hmm. and, and trying to get a feature film off the ground and break into the industry. So when she moved out here, I wasn't really comprehending, like, hey, we're in a city where you can make those dreams happen too. You just got to work for it. But it was a mixture of the vibe, the energy, who are we meeting, what our inner circles are, um, what church to find, a home church. It was like mm -hmm. all these things were new to us. I was in film school. I was deep into every weekend. I got to shoot something. I got to shoot a short. If it ain't mine, I'm shooting with someone else. A music video. I got to write. I got to do this. I have my whole list. And then here she was moving in and trying to figure it out. And then everyone I was hanging around with was in that circle. So she was like, hey, so how does this work? You know, I'm trying to find my, my fitting. You know, and me, I was just like tunnel vision. So there was a period where she had that time, I guess. But I, I don't think we looked at it as like a moment to split up or anything. Mm -hmm. um, it was just more so like tunnel vision and then you tunnel vision for him <laughs> and hopping around and figured out things for her i guess um time mm -hmm. crazy but what does no. what does a fight look like what does tension look like oh good you, <laughs> you want me to talk on this yeah you can talk on this one good i think about it sometimes it could be throwing oranges at each other Cut up oranges, not full oranges. <laughs> Cut this part out. No. Cut this part out. What okay. you talking about? Throwing oranges. No. Um, tension between Steven and I usually, it always stems from something else. You know, you kind of just let something build over time, which I think a lot of people do. You better talk about it throwing oranges. That's uh, you gotta tell them why, why we throwing oranges. Well, one, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> I have an issue with this. And I think it's, I don't, I was raised by my mom. So it's always been me and her and the whole strong woman vibe. And so when a man just steps in and thinks he's gonna tell me what to do, I kind of have an issue with that. Not just stepping in. <laughs> Even if it's, it's usually for the benefit of my own reasoning, cause he's the practical one, but I don't see it right away. So I tend to act before I think, and he thinks before he acts. So that's where a lot of our tension comes from. Exactly. So me, I kind of have to blurt out or get out my anger or my frustration. And then two minutes later, I'm fine. And he's like, well, hold up. What, what is this that you just blurted out? Mm -hmm. um, but, she, but she knows that. Like, she just said what the issue was. <laughs> so that's this is how arguments look like. It's like, wait, you just said what the problem was. She's like, I know I didn't think, but oh well. Like, well, I just did it. And I'm going to ride with it because that's what I do. And it's like, wait, why are you just closing? That's the thing. She closes in. And, and, and it's cool because we talked about this probably after every argument about the same thing. But it was, it's crazy because I also admire this about her. So when the issue happens or a problem happens, not with just with a relationship or something outside, she closes in, like she creates this box like to herself, blocks out everything, ignores everything, either tries to figure out herself or burn her way through it, whatever, of course. 
I like it when she does that with the outside world because we all need to do that sometimes. Like it's now we're in like people need to do that who are famous with Twitter and whatever social media. And then now you got, um, you know, people just always trying to chew at you and state their opinion. She could easily just go, boop, I don't even care about what that person's saying, I mean, blah, blah, blah. That's the same thing though with an argument about, <laughs> you know, why you didn't do this. What was the other argument? It was just argued yesterday or two days ago. It was about- There was fruit in my oh, hair. Oh yeah, there was- um, Fruit in my hair. There was hair in my fruit at a mm-hmm. restaurant. And I didn't want to make a scene because I just didn't want anything else from them. I'm like, I'm just done, I'm not hungry. I was just waiting for him to enjoy his food while he has food in his beard. I'm hungry now because I don't want to eat anything Hold from on. this place. But your wait for me is like, I'm just waiting here, go ahead and eat. <laughs> and the wait just come back, anything else? She's like, no. I'm like, wait, hold on. And I'm trying to eat and enjoy my food. She had hair in her food, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'll bring you something. What do you need? Nothing. <laughs> but at that <laughs> point, you don't want anything yeah, else. Exactly. I saw happened. the hair and it ruined so it. So I'm just like, all right, two things. This is this is this is an argument between us. Two things that and this is me thinking, this is me at the table. One is you don't say anything, I'll pay for this meal, and that's it. We didn't eat the meal at all. The food just came out and it's just money wasted. Or you're gonna talk to this woman and say, Hey, is there another plate of food if you don't want to eat here? Let's get this off the menu. But she did take it off the 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 check but subconsciously but like, i wanted him to just stop enjoying his food and walk out with me it's <laughs> and that's that closing but my burrito was banging <laughs> my burrito was so good i was like i'm not dropping this burrito it was all in his beard it and was. i was i was and we were trying to answer the question uh the questionnaire for this actually we were trying to answer the wow this is we going on during the, the black love questionnaire here you go T- tell us about your relationship meanwhile we have an argument over the questionnaire i had to close that's the ipad so i'm true. like we're not doing I'm this <laughs> Hearing the food, I was like, I get it, but like at least let's get our money back for the food. And that's that was the argument. So that's what a typical argument looks like between like us two. It's no nothing serious, it's just these small minor things. But well, the hardest the hardest thing about being together so long from a young age is after a while you notice sometimes you start having the same arguments. And that makes it even worse because you're like, hey, three years ago when I told you this, you're supposed to change. So I find that it's more of a motivation for me to self-reflect and find out, you know, why I act a certain way and really just trying to diagnose myself before he can. (laughs) But I think that's what led us to like, all right, this is the argument. This is what I have a problem with. Can I live with that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if that's if this is our biggest issue, we're yeah. just closing in because some hair was in her food or whatever it may be, like, I can live with that. I can tolerate that, you know, because I, you know, love, corny cliche, but I love her, you, for so many more reasons. So that's how the relationship kind of works. You know I mean, they're just like, those are like our biggest arguments, but we're not always in sync all the time, mm-hmm. but it's moments like, oh, they're kind of yeah shift us away yeah and then vice versa sometimes i need to be like her during situations i let things and people get to me all the time you know and it's hard for me because i'll just i'll let that affect me and how i'm talking to other people and how i'm feeling that day and she's like screw it like close it forget about blah, blah. And I'm like, i wish i could do that as easy as you um so I, like it gets weird i admire her flaw but at the same time it's my favorite thing I mean, it's my favorite thing about you but at the same time i i don't like it <laughs> it's weird <laughs> Yeah. I want him to read my mind. I mean, wh- he should be able to. It's That's been- something she's... Oh. It's been- he reads <laughs> it when he when he wants to. 
Yeah, kind of, but it's hard, man. Sometimes reading minds is really hard. After 12 years? And then I'm not gonna talk about women, we're talking about anybody's mind. Like I just, but yours specifically, yes, it's even after 12 years. There's moments, yes, where she feels a certain way and I can get it. But then sometimes, here's the thing, sometimes she won't say anything. So again, is this bothering me? No, it's not bothering me. I'm the opposite. Is this bothering me? Yes, this is bothering me. <laughs> let's go or whatever it is like let's get out of here that was her response it was nothing's bothering me she wants me to go something is bothering her let's get up and just leave but if i were to say let's just get up and leave no we don't gotta leave and that would be the response so it's like a game i'm like i don't want time to play games so i'm gonna eat this burrito wait just gonna come back we'll figure it out and then that's our day that's how we move on and that's how i solve things <laughs> He's the problem solver. No games. No <laughs> games. Just put it out on the table and we keep moving. <laughs> oh, so we were living together in LA. We're out here for a few years. I wanted to put on ring on it the entire time. At this point, we were in LA. This was 2011. Yeah. I moved out. We've been together how long? We've been together for seven, seven years. years, about. Ooh, that was good math. Mm -hmm. We've been together for about seven years. Uh, and at that, you want to say? Saying. Right and now. at that moment, um, I was ready to put a ring on it. It was just, again, that tunnel vision of being in school and couldn't afford a ring. And it was like, I want to buy her the ring. I want to buy her what she deserves. I want to da-da-da. Like, that was going on in my head. Just, I knew the timing would have been off. It was just so much going on with her trying to figure it out and me trying to figure out this career uh, that I waited until after we had, I had graduated from school and things. That was done a different part of my life. And whatever I had at the moment, I was like, I'm going to make this work and did the whole proposal thing but yeah it was just a matter of waiting for the right time and i didn't want to do it in la uh we were in la we we're living in la i didn't want to become those people who migrate to la and claim la to the fullest and blah blah like we're from cleveland like we're proud of being from cleveland and i had this master plan of always doing it in the driver school in which we met and so i had to wait and wait she had no reason to go back to cleveland because her family was in vegas they were migrating to vegas her aunt her her great aunt like they were all coming to vegas so I had to wait until she was finally in Cleveland. And then it happened in 2015? Yeah, no, 14, 2014. 2014. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's when we made the, uh, that's when I proposed to when we were in Cleveland. No, so uh, I wanted to wait until we were in Cleveland, Ohio, until we were both there at least. And um, did I go there for location, Scott? You were there to get your sister. Oh, my sister graduated from school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you reminded me, man. Uh, my sister graduated from Ohio State, so that was a perfect reason to go back to Cleveland. I stayed there, and then she was coming to visit her cousin for a birthday, mm -hmm. which I think her 30th birthday. Shout out to Jessica Collerade. It wasn't 30, but... Whatever. <laughs> it's a big birthday party, and she came out there for that, and it was my moment. I was like, I'm here. I got like three days before she comes, what's gonna happen? And so the three days I spent ring shopping and trying to find the right ring. And I was like, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna make this work? I've never bought anything. I was like buying stuff on credit, trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, and then it just came, it dawned on me that, two things. One, she well, she doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I buy her. She's gonna be happy with the whole rubber band, like super cliche, but she'll be happy with anything I get. I get her a bracelet, just like, yes, get married. This bracelet's dope, a rubber band bracelet. But I didn't want that. I wanted to give her like a ring ring. And so I made it super hard on myself to try to get her this ring. And at one point I just kind of realized that she's a stylist and a creative and an artist that she's going to do whatever she wants with the ring. So I bought her like the plainest ring, just a simple diamond so she can just work around that, which evidently worked out. 
But I went there, I, I got the ring. I was in Cleveland for the time being for three days. So I planned to call the film, uh, Family. driving school. Oh. Driving school, can I do it? Uh, yes, you can do it. You can do it outside our spot. We'll leave this little door open for you, blah, blah, blah. But I called the family. So that was a tough part because I called the family while I was in Cleveland. I always wanted to do this in their face, in person. And then um, I called your mom first. And I called my mom. She was like, okay, cool, about time, go ahead. It was no. But she knew before I got on the plane to Cleveland. You had talked to her already. Yeah, I talked to her already. Because she had dropped me off at the airport to go to Cleveland, and she mm. was so emotional. She's like, I love you, Sierra. Have a great <laughs> trip. And I'm like, dang, what's up with Mama Kayla? She's never been this emotional. Yeah, so she So knew, now it makes sense. Yeah, she knew that she was about to be a capable. Um, but my, my mom, yeah, it was no with me. It was no emotional. She's like, yeah, son, like, good. That's right. Go ahead, hurry up. Like, by the time, it's 12 <laughs> years. You need to get married. And then when I called her mom, she was alone, which was nice. And like, to me, like, again, it was, it was harder when her mom over than anybody. So it was like a big moment. And I asked like, yo, I'm gonna, you know, ask her to marry me, propose. And she was just broke out crying, tears rolling down her face. Like I can hear the now on the phone and, oh my God, I love you so much. <laughs> do it, mama, you guys are meant to be together. This, that, the other. And I'm like, this is how I'm gonna do it at the driving school. They even brought more tears to her. Like, that's where you guys met. And then she's reminiscing. It meant more to her than it did like to anybody else. <laughs> And then she's like, ask her stepfather, because stepfather played a big part in our relationship and lives, because that was the only kind of marriage we actually got to witness, mm -hmm. I think. Um, yeah. If for the most part, it's her and her stepdad, uh, her mom and her stepdad. And he would, you know, give me the big man talk, do what you gotta do. You know, <laughs> that's his voice. <laughs> you know, do what you gotta do, have your business, put God first, all that jazz. And then, um, and he granted it, man. And that was that was really emotional. I was I recorded that moment when I was on the phone with mm -hmm. him too. And, it was hard for me not to get choked up by moms because you look at 12 years and you're like, wow, it comes down to this proposal, man. And uh, I wasn't thinking it was going to feel that heavy with them. And then as the countdown happens and occurs, here she comes. She's about to come into town. She's flying into Cleveland. I'm moving my sister to L.A. And so I'm on the phone with her telling her that I'm already on a road. We're driving from Cleveland to L.A. She doesn't know I'm still in Cleveland, Ohio. So it's a whole big surprise. And her cousin is in on it. Our cousin's mm -hmm. boyfriend's in on it in the whole nine. And so when she lands, she goes to her cousin's birthday party. And then I'll pop up. And she's like, oh my God, you you lied, blah, blah, blah. But I'm so glad you're here. Like, oh, I, I only know like two people at this party. <laughs> and clueless of what's happening. And um, I look crazy, by the way. I was just in like family sweatpants kind of clothes. She did look crazy. Uh, and I know when I first saw you, I was like, she's going to be so mad because I'm like filming this in the whole nine. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so what I plotted that evening was my sister was going to be at the location of the driving school. My friend Midori, her husband, and my sister's boyfriend were all cell phone cameras at different angles to capture this moment. And so <laughs> I pick her up, go at the party for a little bit, her cousin's birthday, and I'm like, let's just drive around. And so we go driving around the city and we I take her to the places that we haven't seen in a while because she hasn't been there in five years, mm -hmm. whatever amount of years. And so she's like, oh, this is cool, everything's changed. I'm like, let's go to the, uh, the movie theaters that we went to. So we go to the movie theater on those first days. Then the McDonald's is right across the street. Let's go to the McDonald's that we went to. <laughs> and she's like, oh man, this is so cool. You know what we should do? We should go to the driving school. <laughs> this is her saying it. And I was like, money, I was like, girl, work. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, let me stop at the gas station really fast to surprise you with, you know, with a gift. And so I go to the gas station and I buy Funyuns. 
And our joke behind our flings is the first time we were talking the story earlier when we met in driving school and I was trying to spit game to her, my phone broke. I was eating funnies at the time and I offered <laughs> her one. And she was like, nah, I'm cool. And the whole time I felt so self-conscious. I knew my breath smelled like onions and the whole nine. And so it was this big joke about how I was smashing on funnies. So I brought the funnies bag and was like, we're gonna go to the driving school. We go to the driving school. We, we arrive, we pop out on the uh, the front steps of the driving school where she first says, hey, Steven, how's, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, that first encounter where I didn't know who she was. And she goes, um, let's reenact that moment. Oh, this is her just doing her <laughs> stuff. And I was just like, wait, what? And I'm looking around and then <laughs> my sister's boyfriend's at the bus stop right in front recording. She has no idea who he is because she never met him. So he's getting like a great view of everything. And then my sister's in the car recording, so everyone's getting a different angle. And she comes out, she's like, hey, Steven. And she's flirting or whatever, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna just go with the whole road. And then be like, do you want some funnies? And she's like, yeah. And so I open the bag of funnies and she digs her hand in this bag of funnies and pulls out um, the ring. The ring that was in the uh, little box. What she didn't know is I had a bag of funnies already ready in the back. And so I switched the bags when we left the thing. She flipped out. Well, first she put her hand in there. She's like, what is that? There's funnies in this mouth. And I, I thought was it was like, a mouse for some reason. I don't like, know why. I was like, no, not it. And then she started pulling out. And then she started getting emotional. So I'm figuring she already knew when she started feeling it wasn't a mouse. And <laughs> or no funnies. And so we pull it out. And I, I get on one knee and I had this whole like planned speech on like, babe, I love you. have been together for such and such years. And this, that, and the other. I couldn't get a word out. Like I was like, I love you. Uh, I'm trying to think of the words, but it didn't matter because she was like crying and went like, is this real? Is this real? He plays too much. So like, I didn't why, know if you were real for Why some would reason. I play for that? With I that had moment, no idea. That is so evil. That's what I kept thinking. I just kept thinking that. That would have been so evil if I was playing. And so I'm just trying to get out the, the words, but it just didn't matter. I couldn't remember them. And on top of that, she was so hysterical and, and crying and like emotional. And she's like, don't play. Is this real? Is this real? And I was like, yeah, baby, it's real. It's real. That's all I really need to say. And I was like, it's real. And then I was like, would you marry me? And she was like, <laughs> yes, of course. And then we, you know, hugged and kissed. And then everyone came out with their little cell phone cameras. And she like, and she really got emotional because her and my sister are really close. Do you know my sister? She was like 11. 11 and 12. So at this moment, she's like 21, 20 going on 22 or something yeah. like that. And so they got really emotional and crying. And that was a cool night. Back at home in driving school. I had like I had no idea that was gonna happen. I I never thought about marriage and we, we just always had been together and we talked about being together for a while. So him proposing was like, oh my god, we're about to be these people? Like yeah. this, really? It, it was just something I had never sat down to actually think about. So I think that's why it hit me so hard. It was that and the whole the way we did it, like I remember telling a few friends like how I was gonna do this and they're like and you want to do like a hot air balloon in the ocean and a view or blah, blah, blah. Or when you're on a trip, you want to like the hood to a driving school to do this. <laughs> and I was like, you don't know Sierra, but this is going to work. <laughs> this is going to work. She's not expecting it. That and like it. that driving school and the funions to me, it was genius. It was. But uh, yeah, it was emotional. It was something that's, you know, sentimental to us, obviously. It's, yeah. And that's how we make this day work. It's like, we don't really care. <laughs> I guess how other people run their relationships. Yeah. Um, We're sentimental. <laughs> I love you, babe. I cry more than you do, actually. So no. I'm like, I am like wasting that. We can't get an eyelash, though. Um, my bad, what you were saying? And we'll need all of those videos.
The video, for sure. They so yeah. Obviously, you know, as a filmmaker, I wish I was behind every single camera. <laughs> you know, cause you got you got my sister trying to hold the phone. And you know, how girls get excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> the phone. You can't see nothing. I'm like, Tisha, you having like everything, but and then everyone's like that. And thankfully, my friend, my close friend Midori, her husband had a camera you know he wasn't getting off he had a shot <laughs> and then my sister's boyfriend who uh we both just met at the time uh-huh. like our first time meeting him he was recording it but instead of like recording it straight on he was recording it as if he's talking to the phone so the phone is cocked to the side <laughs> and i'm like genius but it didn't really capture the shot that we needed but you had the best view in the house i love the dude but yeah it came out like how it's supposed to be i mean like that's the thing with me and her Nothing's perfect, man, in how we do things at all. Mm-mm. From our proposal to moving out to Cleveland to making content and film together to our wedding. You know, people came to the wedding, like, are you going to do it on a beach or blah, 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 or the destination wedding or the church? We did an old factory, you know what I'm saying? It had a different look than everyone else's. You know, later we find out two chains is music video. <laughs> It was one of those things like that's us, man. It was just like we were there with a factory open space, a warehouse kind of factory. And um, yeah, you know, we just that's us. We kind of freestyle at the moment and just let things happen. And so yes, you can have the videos to where you can show people, but it's gonna be like it's gonna represent us for sure. Just cock to the side, <laughs> overlit, over just too dark, <laughs> out of focus. Me and my mom had this conversation. She's like, well, did you know, like, if what happens if you guys didn't get married? Would that be a deal breaker for you? Mm. And uh, I don't think so. I think because we always discuss having a future together that I didn't care if it was through marriage or not. I really just wanted the commitment. Mm. I think we are, we're in the same boat to where it's like, I didn't mind, but I knew it was like a, was a formality mm-hmm. to do it. You know what he I mean? always it like, said, like, once I get married or once we get married, like, there's no divorce. So we got to make yeah. sure it's right. Like, that was what he always yeah. said. You just write time and to make sure it was there. And it's because I knew we were growing. Like, we've been through so many stages together. I'm like, I don't know what's next after 23. It's like, I think we start careers and then you might become this, you know, career woman that don't want a man and be like, I want to do everything in a pimp, you know, which that's you. All right. I don't, I never wanted to stop her in doing what she wanted to do mm-hmm. at all. Like, I, and even now to this point, like I was, it was a point where I told you, like, I was scared to even put a ring on it because I thought it would stop her. I thought she would have to like, feel like she has to play these kind of certain kind of wife roles and take a step back and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, make sure the house is clean, do whatever. I didn't want her to be that wife. I wanted her to do whatever it is she wanted. If she wanted to go to, remember I was, I was pushing her, go to New York, do your fashion, go to, you know, yeah. Paris, do what you got to do. As, as that one gap, that moment where I had that tunnel vision and she was there next to me, I was like, I wanted her to do the same. And then we're, we're always going to be here, whether it's tunnel vision, two tunnels going side by side, but yeah. we'll connect. It'll be that moment where it's both tunnels open and we're there, you know, but I just want her to be her. And so me putting a ring on it to answer your question, didn't mind it, just wanted to wait for the right time. And then after college, somewhere between college and after, it was just a matter of waiting for the moment to be at the place. No doubt in it. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. <laughs> yes, it mm-hmm. does. I feel more like an adult. <laughs> Um, I feel it's more responsibility in a way. Mm -hmm. Now people ask us to be in black love documentaries. (laughs) 
that's not ordinary. <laughs> and our, our our moms look at us differently. You can just tell how they interact with us. They're like, oh, they're they're grown now. Yeah, they treat us like we're grown ups now, which is very interesting. Which they never like, did before this. It was like we were just two kids just rolling around L.A. We got married. It was like you guys are like responsible young. <laughs> Adults, and we've been responsible young adults. <laughs> um, but they treat us differently. People treat us differently now that we're married. Uh, getting used to Sierra Capo has been the biggest thing for both of us. Getting used to saying wife, getting used to saying husband. Oh, that was weird. Um, husband. But moving in together, yeah, it's just certain as a, I guess as a man, it's a certain thing where it was just like, all right, cool, now I definitely have to live up to this. Cause next after this is kids. And so I was like, I want to be that dad, but slash that husband. So it's like now everything that I do, you're thinking more long term so far as legacy goes for like a family because that's the next step. Whereas, you know, when you're not married, you're kind of like, oh, I still got to get married or, you know, do that husband step. So that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, right? I, I, I think so. <laughs> uh, being married um, at a younger age, also in the film industry, for me, I mean, for me, it helps on the support end just because I know I have someone who understands what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But for him, even when he was, you know, a young dude coming out here to L.A. and amongst these older people in the industry, he never wanted them to know his real age. He's like, they can't know how young I am. They're going to look at me different. So now he has the beard. And I think now that they see the wedding ring, they're like, oh, he's definitely older. Yeah, so I think, yeah, you <laughs> oh, use nah, it, don't like- you? Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe I just don't say it I just it's not in a rush to get out it's just like yeah people just they clock something different now they see the ring on the finger it's not they for take girls you not for girls who wanna holla it's funny to anybody who see me as being older no but that's not it's, it's different in the sense that yes we both are in the same industry together like I'm writing directing films and commercials and stuff like that and she does fashion for either my projects or something else on the side so we do definitely understand each other which plays a big hand in marriage because if we did two different jobs that can you know hurt the marriage if she's not understanding of my gig and vice versa um which you guys understand but uh advantages are that that she is on set with me you know what i mean when i'm doing my projects thus far she's been on most of my sets and so it's good to have that woman right there looking over my shoulder you know you're on set it's like a it's a war what i like to say it's war when you're on set so you got somebody that's definitely on your side no matter what being there in the corner speaking practically to you and also dreaming with you that's helpful you know you don't ever really feel alone that's true. I like oh, that. Oh, I thought it was like it was, like, it was like, emotional. It was emotional. You by yourself. It's like when you work out with your significant other, they know what button buttons to push and how to push you harder. It's the same way on set. Yeah, and we so don't, we don't always mm-mm. work together perfectly. It's like it's very much back and forth between us and she gets angry sometimes when I want to make a note. She'd be like, so what do you think of this costume? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I want to say it, but it looks too new, like new or it needs to be adjusted and blah, blah, blah. Just, it's like an attitude with it. I'm like, she would have done that if we weren't married. But That's it's, true. Uh, see, it's true. <laughs> I'm, I it's have to true. work on that. I have uh, to work on that. But it's because it's me and I gave my opinion, my note. But other than that, it's cool though. At the same time, she reads me when I, I'm not. So it's a weird balance, man. But you know, like, we definitely have our like arguments, uh, I would say, or dis- disagreements. But they're never like verbal in front of people. Not that type to be like, 
you know, shut up, woman. Shut up. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I told you I wanted it this way. Not, <laughs> it's not our seeds, man. We don't really want people to, like, yeah, you know, people to know, I guess, our arguments. But regardless, we just kind of keep it between us. Um, even on set, even in public, you'll sense it. Don't get it twisted. It's not like we on set and they're like, oh, they're perfect right now. Like, nah, you're like, I'm too arguing right now. <laughs> you can feel the tension. You'll feel our tension just through our looks. But yeah, we kind of make it work. It, it comes together in the end. It does. It does. It's nice being able to just be able to read what he what he wants to get across visually mm-hmm. if um if he's not able to explain it. True. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing with like when you're working together and making projects, you you have to be direct in some regard or form, right? Especially when you're a director. So it's like you got it. Like here it goes. I just it is sometimes like I'm doing. 20 things at once and so it's not even I think that's probably what it is like it's like you know you're talking to the production designer the same way you're talking to the wardrobe slash wife <laughs> yeah you can move that around that's perfect blah, blah. what do you think about this yeah just turn that around excuse me just turn what around <laughs> what did you say babe can you please turn that around that looks great it's like a, you gotta switch the tone up a bit. so maybe that's what it is it's like maybe one of those kind of incidents where it's like you know it's just the fact that I'm I'm keeping it I'm keeping it that same tone with everybody that affects the wife and she looks at it like oh really like that's how it's gonna be I can't be in the same plane as everyone else that's, that's what it is that's what it is just say it okay you said it right well said. Oh, and then it doesn't help. Uh, we gotta talk. This is counseling. This is a TV show. This is counseling. Uh, and then she likes to say, <laughs> and then uh, Sierra likes to say that I'm, I'm manipulative all the time. So it's like, you know, I'm trying to get it my way. And, and it's very true, especially when you direct a film. You're talking about in terms of working. You know, when you're working with actors, and you kind of do have to give it your way because it's supposed to be your way or not. You're fired and gone and blah blah. blah. But then she says, I carry that off the, the camera, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think that's true. Yeah, I do. I, when I come home after work, because <laughs> there are moments where I'm doing like the TV show I'm doing now, the mm-hmm. series, and you're so used to like directing people, and you come home and you do the same thing. There is like an off button that I gotta try to like mm-hmm. get to. Um, but it's right, it's not on surface at the time being because it's like you're still in that mode and it kind of doesn't leave you like as an artist or a creator you go home with the stuff on your mind and you're in that mode again this is like i keep calling filmmaking war but it feels like war until you're done with it um but when you're doing majority of the work by yourself it's kind of just like move out and move out and keep running and done and get everything done you come home it's like why isn't that done and he's like hold up hold up you can't direct in the house because i want to get these dishes done when i want to get them done i want to do this when i want to do it and so there is an off button you gotta kind of reach. Sometimes it's just hard to reach, I think. It's just, you're just in that zone. I try and read the situation and see if he needs to be checked at the moment or if it's kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna let you be for now. <laughs> um, I, I just try and read the situation because I know it's high pressure being on set. I know how that feels, especially when you're the one who, you feel like it's all on you. Mm-hmm. So I try to be his one you know, the one person in his side that understands. So I try not to snap right away. But sometimes she does snap. But yes, sometimes I do. And I, sometimes I appreciate that. You're just like, yeah. you need the snap, you know what I mean? Because the long way, sometimes it's, it'll be a, a burden on me to allow myself to stay in that mode the entire time. And so when she brings that like snappy attitude that I love, because I don't really have the snappy attitude she does, and it's quicker, like her tolerance is like, 
this month. I'm working on that though. <laughs> Which again, is something that gets on my nerves, but at the same time, it's something that I really admire. So it's like, I, sometimes I need that. And when she snaps, I'm like, yeah, she's right. You know, it's like, that's true. Be humble. If I'm right, then he usually just allows me to be right. Yeah, that's true. Which is something I don't do with him. That's true. It's true. But you do bounce it off pretty well, though. I'm going to lie. You really do. Um, but then vice versa, when she's on set and she comes home, there's there's something about it because it's your significant other, right? So she goes to work and she's trying to please her bosses, keep the job, a director. Unfortunately, most likely it's a guy in this day and age. But when she comes home and she's like still in that zone, you know, to like get work done and please, I'm like here. And so I was like, dang, you know, I don't want to bother because I know that feeling or that, that tempo, but I would love to chill, do this or blah, 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 do whatever. Sometimes you can't really cut off work at home with the kind of field that we're in because that's where, you know, our ideas kick in or she has to go wardrobe shopping for the set. And it's like, never stop. So we kind of have to learn how to manage our personalities during that time. And I would say that's something definitely huge now with playing a part in our us being married now, living together officially with no other roommates and that whole nine is like, how do we get through those hurdles? I don't think we got the answer yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Glad <I'm> love. <laughs> you know what? When it comes to marriages that we admire, we don't have many examples in between the both of us and our families. Mm-hmm. We do know what not to do. And it seems like the one thing that is consistent with both of our families is communication. We notice that a lot of things hit the fan when people aren't communicating. So we'll kind of look at each other and be like, you know what, let's not do that. <laughs> so there's nobody, is that what you're saying? I mean, <laughs> who, 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 who for you? I, I would say the same, like there's no, cause everyone close to us, like we know their flaws in relationship, obviously or uh, my mom is divorced. I don't have any great examples of a relationship. Um, Like I said, her stepdad and mom were the closest thing to a relationship. Uh, Do we aspire to be like them? No. (laughs) No. No. To answer your question, I don't think we found anyone that's kind of like, and it's hard because we don't know like the people who are in, 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 in the public's eye so far as like, I don't know Beyonce and Jay-Z's relationship. I don't know Michelle and Barack's relationship. I only know to the extent to what they show us, you know what I mean? But I don't know what goes down when it goes down. Yeah. Um, or Will and Jada. These are some name a few that I've seen on the light that I admire the fact that they're together and they're publicly announcing it and saying it because we don't have much of that within our community which I think is definitely an issue. So that's 100. Um, but so far, like, I want to be like that. Like I, like I said, we're very different to where like I admire our relationship to where we, we have our own kind of system going. But it's it's it may not work for other people, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's not a, every relationship is different. That's something we learned. What works for someone else definitely might not work for us. Mm-hmm. So I think it just, I don't know. I really just keep in open communication with each other and... Mm-hmm. But there are pieces mm-hmm. of people's relationship, that you know, cool. like I would say, like, there are times where we just want to be like Jay-Z and Beyonce on some beach chair stuff. <laughs> we'll drive around in the whip and she'd be like, are you ready? Oh, like, like, <laughs> like, like, I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Or you want to be like, cool as like Barack, you know what I'm saying? And grab the lady's hand and be like, this is mine. And then let her walk off. Like, there are moments in those relationships that you definitely, like I said, admire. Definitely. I'm thinking about it. Like, you want to be like the Will Smith and pick up his wife on a red carpet. He's like, I'm about to walk into the car. And you're like, that dude's a beast. That relationship's dope. I would love like to have you. her abs. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. Same, same, same. <laughs> uh, or money. There you go. You're like, all right, cool. So we could just drive off like that and assess on some 
2017. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie. So, like I said, there's things, a piece that we admire, but we know that those aren't like the root of a relationship. If that makes any sense, it's like we don't we didn't have that example of like. So, what are the details to keep that? We get the glam, we get the right by your arm inside, we get the red carpet, like we're holding hands, and that's what I think people start to run to or they respond to, like that's attractive. Like I want that kind of relationship, and that's when you get like someone who's been together for two weeks and they're posting up on a gram like Bonnie and Clyde got his tattoo right here. I'm like, y'all been together for two weeks, we've been together for twelve years. We we can't make up our minds of what tattoo we want to get. First of all, to no match. way. How did y'all do that within two weeks? Uh, premeditated, rehearsed, you already had it in your mind, so you just wanted to play out that way rather than actually experiencing a relationship and seeing where you guys land. And that's something that we really pride ourselves on is not allowing that to affect us. It never did. We weren't really brought up in that era. But now that we are in that time, we just really want to be mindful of like what we are receiving and be genuine, man. I think that's our biggest thing is being genuine within our relationship. Yeah. Again, we do admire the Jay-Z, we do admire the Beyonce, but it's like, you know, what happened in that elevator with Slodge? That's the way, that's the marriage. You know what I'm saying? That's like, marriage. Whatever happened there that they're still together now, that baby sis could like swing at your man, and like y'all have to play it cool, of course, when y'all get to the limo, you get back into the limo, whatever that conversation was after that, that's what makes the marriage work, not the Lemonade album, because it was solved before then. We all know that was like, the market it was the game right but they had been through something and whatever that yeah. was that's what kept them together that's the stuff that i admired so when i saw that i was excited i was like i want to know what happened though it ain't none of my business i want to know what happened you're like that's real but love right that's there. real love because <laughs> she was like chill and then she was like but you did swing so i'm gonna let you go ahead and get a few punches and butt and i'm like something's there but minus the fact that's none of our business is the fact that they're still together and whatever happened in between that time but like is what makes relationship work and that's where I'm like that's what I admire but people try to block that out man like I don't know like I always tell her like what makes us perfect is our imperfections and so it's like just me being able to wake up every day and not just tolerate her imperfections but love her imperfections and the same vice versa like when I make mistakes or look stupid she calls me out on it but it doesn't look like I said disgusting or anything like that it's the it goes back to that slob on a jacket like slob on a jacket that's an imperfection but to me that was like the most I don't even know. Touching slash connective tissue that we had was the fact that like the slime on the jacket. Literal on the jacket. Like, we're together. We're one. Okay. Literally. You're making yourself sound easy. What you mean easy? Anyone like could have slapped down your jacket. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It could have been a dude behind me, but that was me, bro. That was me. I'm sorry. That one part was scary, so it came off my lip. And then I'm here thinking it's you, and it wasn't you. What if that it, was me? What if that was you? <laughs> Doing the back slime. Oh, that slime was like a lot.